This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Missanelli podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, it is time for Mike Unleashed. I got a lot of stuff in Mike Unleashed today. So uh, let's get right to it. And let's first start with the tragedy that happened uh, with the New England Patriots fan when he was punched by a Miami uh, Dolphin fan, wound up dying. Now, I know, Darren, you're personally involved with this story, sort of, but let, let me just give you a backdrop on this ridiculousness. I am so tired of these squabbles of football games when people are sticking up for their team. Like, what, what, are, you, what are we, 14 years old here? We're, we're adult grown people, right? Is your fandom that like crazy that you're going to have to fight somebody over it? Grow the F up for crying out loud. This happens too damn much where you're defending your team against a fan that has the other team's jersey on. It's ridiculous now. Stop drinking, all right? Or at least curtail your drinking at a point where you still have some sanity. All right, now, Darren, what is your uh, your your personal involvement with this case? Well, well, first of all, you're right, and I feel like every week there's a video of a stupid scuffle fight that breaks out. The other day, I think it was a uh, a bear. I think it was Bears in the box, maybe where a Bears fan was mouthing off, and a guy was just like cold cocking him and cracking him while he was on the ground. It happens every week at a different stadium. It, it really uh, it's become unruly. But the the gentleman who passed away, his name was Dale. Um, he is seated. I've, I have a close friend in the New England area who's had Patriot season tickets for 45 years. Friends with Dale. He actually has sat next to him for 30 years. He gave his tip. My buddy gave his tickets to his daughter and her boyfriend that night. And she was there. There were three Miami fans directly behind him, mouthing off drunk. He was drinking vodka out of a water bottle straight. And one Patriot fan stood up and he got in mouth off. He threw a punch at him. So this guy, Dale who he's a big teddy bear trying to keep the peace, got up, turned around, tried to get everybody to calm down, and they got into a scuffle with him. Uh, one guy put him in a headlock and a chokehold, and then this kid who already hit somebody uppercut him and then, like, hammer slammed on the top of his head. My friend's daughter watched him slump down into the chair and just fall backwards. She said she literally watched him turn blue. Um, her video, you know, it's just... That you videotaped the whole thing, which is one of the reasons I think this guy's going to go to jail for manslaughter easily. But it's just this is becoming a pattern um, in, in every stadium. It's not just New England. It's certainly, you know, it's, it doesn't really happen in Philly, though. You would think Philly fans would get uh, blamed for that. But I always see it at a different stadium. It's it's enough. I don't know if stadium security has to be beefed up a little bit more, um, but it's becoming far too common. This guy is a great guy, has a couple of kids. One of those, like, keep the peace teddy bear kind of guy and uh my friend was calling all night he didn't know that he had passed away yet finally got word from his wife in the middle of the night i I mean that's just it's an unimaginable way to to lose someone um so and it's becoming too calm all right let me uh shed some uh, legal light on this because 
uh, there's some information that came out today that the guy actually died of a pre-existing health condition. Uh, now, if that is not in existence, it's a definite voluntary manslaughter charge in which that guy's go away for 10 years, the guy who threw the punch. Uh, if they could prove that it was a pre-existing and it was not actually the cause of death, this guy would get off the hook somewhat. I don't know if they would reduce the manslaughter charge. It could be involuntary manslaughter, but it's considerably less punishment than 10 years if it, if it goes to that. So that's the little tweak in the case at this point. But again, we go back to this nonsense where like you're so provincial, you got to protect your team against who? Somebody who roots for the other team? Grow to hell up. You're, you're adults. These are adults. These, these aren't children fighting. Be an adult. And if you can't handle your liquor, then be responsible. Have a friend curb your liquor intake. All right, let's move on. The second thing for Mike Unleashed today is the Mel Tucker situation at Michigan State. Now, let me get this straight. This guy signed a $70 million contract to be the head coach of Michigan State's football team. Uh, he gets snarled in a sexual harassment case with a woman who was hired by the university to lecture against sexual harassment situations. It really, it's the most incredible irony you've ever heard of in sports. <laughs> well, hold on a second. He says that, that he had uh, consensual phone sex with the, with the woman. Now, uh, she says he uh, sexually harassed her over the phone. Here's the simple question that I ask. And I'm not trying to support Mel Tucker at all because I, I find it like I had the same feeling when Bill Clinton was in the White House skulking around having phone sex as the president of the United States with Monica Lewinsky. I'm going, what? Wait, do you have any more dignity than this at all? Can't you do your business with something else? You got to do it on a live telephone conversation with somebody who's been hired by the university to lecture against sexual harassment. But the question that pops into my mind is, if she's getting sexually harassed on the phone and he is having a good time with some kind of perversion, don't you have the option of hanging up the telephone? I mean, listen, I, I'm, not, I'm not the brightest bulb in the room, okay? But I'm thinking to myself, if that goes on, click. You would think. I mean, am I wrong? Did she have the option to hang up the phone? All right, let's move on. I got a lot of blowback on my opinions on uh, Congressman John Fetterman because, the, because of him, uh, the Democratic caucus approved uh, uh, a non-dress code situation. Um, I guess this is a conservative view of mine, but there are certain jobs, as I said last week, that um, where you should have a, a modicum of decorum. And to me, being a congressman is one of them. Is it that difficult to wear a dress shirt and pants? <laughs> like, forget it. Forget about the, the the sport coat or a tie. Like, what's the necessity that you have to look like some guy working in a barn? Like, like I don't understand that. Like, what, what may, you, you can't, like, what is it? You lower yourself? You can't put on a, a dress shirt and pants? Like, I, I don't get the whole mentality on why you have to wear a hoodie and shorts. Like, I don't get that whole thing. And I, I and, and listen, if you work in an office and they allow that, knock yourself out. I'm saying there's a certain amount of jobs that you just shouldn't be able to do that. And one is to have respect for the office that you were elected to. Now, I ask people that, well, Mike, you're just all fired. Well, I don't know how it affects his job. 
Well, let me ask you this. When a lawyer goes into a courtroom, can he go in there with a hoodie and shorts? No. You're supposed to have a modicum of decorum when you go into a courtroom in front of a judge. There are certain jobs that allow you or that, that, that really kind of make it mandatory for you to do that. I, I, I get rankled when I see people going to church just like they're Mr. Green Jeans. Like, like I don't understand it. Wait, but put on something nice. It's the house, the house of God that you worship the God. Now, I particularly don't go to church, but I've seen people that go to church. What, what do you, why do you have to go as a slop? I don't understand it. Like, what is it that much of a hardship to dress up every now and then? All right. It's enough of that. Uh, there's a golf video that's going viral. I don't know if you've, you've seen this, right? And, and the golf video that you should see is whether the, the team has a four or a five. Now, it, 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 did you see this, Darren? Uh, I, I didn't watch did the video, the, but I did see that pass by. I, okay, supposedly these guys are in a scramble, yeah. I, which, I, which I don't understand. How can they be in a scramble and care about this? Because in a scramble. All right, so here's the situation. The, the one guy on the team misses his par putt, and he's about two and a half feet away. And he taps it in and says, all right, we got five. Meaning his partner now has to putt for par. The people in the foursome, and I don't know why, because if you're in a scramble, you're on the same team. So I don't know why the other two people w- would have anything to say at all. But they go, no, 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 that, that, that's, you can't be in for five. Here's, here's what, if it's a match and not a scramble, here's what should happen. If you miss the putt, your partner then has a chance to make par. But you can't tap that in at that point unless the guys you're playing with concede that putt. The decorum is you mark the ball after you miss the par putt. You're two and a half feet away, you mark the ball. Now your partner has a chance to make par, which, by the way, he did in this video. So that goes down as a four, right? So but so I, I don't understand. I need more information on this whole thing. The, the rule is clear. You can't just knock the ball in and say that's that's five because then the other people say, okay, well, you take five on that hole then. I I don't understand. You mark the ball, so this doesn't come into play. If your partner misses the par putt, then they concede the five or you just knock it in from that point on to make five. So I don't understand what this dilemma is all about. In a scramble, it shouldn't matter. You're all on the same team trying to get the best score possible. But I so my sense is it was some kind of a match. And in a match, yeah. The other guy, no, 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 hold it. You mark that ball, <laughs> right? That's, that's what you do, unless the guy goes, all right, that's good. So I, I don't know what, what, the, what the situation there was. All right, uh, let's move on. Phil Sellers died. Now, Darren, you have no idea who Phil Sellers is. Uh, at the moment, no. He's an all-time Rutgers University basketball player. Okay. And, and the reason why this is notable to me is because in that 1975-76 season, Rutgers went undefeated and made it to the Final Four. And as a, as a younger Mikey Miss, as a basketball college basketball fan, that team was my favorite team. I latched onto that team, and I could. And I want you to do a checkup here because my brain this is how my brain works. This is a long time ago now, 75-76. I can still tell you the starting Rutgers team. They broke my heart because they lost the first game in the Final Four. I thought they were going to win the national championship. But that was my favorite team to the point where I was so enamored with that team that Rutgers was actually my first choice of college. Yeah. 
So here, are, here is the Rutgers starting lineup. You can check. 75-76. Darren, you got a computer in front of you? Looking it up right now. I got it in front of me. 75-76. Hold up the roster. Rutgers, all right. Here's the, here's the starting team yep. because one of the starting point guard happened to be a, a former 76ers head coach. The starting point guard of that team was Eddie Jordan. Yeah, there he is. Got the, it. The two guard. Yep. The two guard was Mike Dabney. Got it. Yep. The, the center was a freshman named James Bailey. They <laughs> called him Jumping James Bailey. Yep. <laughs> the forward was from Trenton, New Jersey, Hollis Copeland. Uh, yeah, got it. Yep. <laughs> and the other starting forward was the great Phil Sellers, Sellers. who was Rutgers' all-time leading scorer. He died of a stroke a couple of days ago. He never really made it in the NBA at a cup of coffee in the NBA, but he was a great college basketball player. The Rutgers team of 75-76 went to the Final Four, and Mikey Miss was in on it. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Finally, we'll close out Mike Unleashed with this. I don't know how you feel about this, but McDonald's has brought back the spicy nugget. Uh, don't do McDonald's. Don't, I don't do McDonald's. I do, spicy uh... McNugget. Are you are you a fan of the spice? Are you a fan of the McNugget? I'll have a McNugget. Yeah, but I usually it's you usually will. a Chick Fil A McNugget in my house. <laughs> I'm talking about a yeah. McDonald's no, I, I McNugget. like a McNugget. Yeah, you do. There's nothing. It's awful. I know, but I'll enjoy. I have one. I, I don't know how they what kind of chicken they grind up and 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 make that out of, but it's disgusting. However, when we're talking about McNuggets. Uh, it always brings to mind a scene from my favorite show ever, which I think is the best show ever made, The Wire, where D'Angelo Barksdale is explaining to his underlings about the economics of the person who invented the McNugget. If you've never seen The Wire, you can go on YouTube, type in D'Angelo Barksdale Chicken McNuggets, and you'll find it. And it is absolutely hysterical. All right. <laughs> Okay, that does it for Mike Unleashed today. We're going to start a new feature today, Darren, and it's called Mike's Week of Tweets. Now, you know, I, I love uh, uh, putting twi Twitter out or whatever it's called, X, and uh, I have a lot of fun because I'm very sarcastic. I actually think I'm really good at it. All right, so so I put out you like these to poke sarcastic people. tweets. You like to poke and jab people. I get it. <laughs> right. I do poke and jab people. I love it. And when people get rude with me, I, I take I don't know why this I take absolute delight <laughs> in in stabbing him back and then blocking. I've noticed you'll go after a guy who's got like four followers, no picture. I'm like, this guy, it's yeah, funny. I'm yeah, even a human. I, I love dismissing idiots from my life. <laughs> So I'll, I'll throw a jab back and then I'll block him. And it gives me the ultimate satisfaction. It's really weird. It's probably uh, some psychological disorder that I have, which I'm willing to That's address possible. at any particular yeah. time. But um, all right. So this is what I tweeted. And I'll just go from current to, to backwards. So uh, I tweeted last yesterday after the Phillies win. Well, Phillies win today, take two or three, at least has to make the Braves think, in caps, a little bit on the playoffs. No? Okay. My next tweet was about Sage Steele. You know, Sage Steele is a rabid right winger and uh, left ESPN and then trashed ESPN and, and blah, blah, blah. I give you the backstory on Sage Steele. So uh, she announced that she is driving the pace car at the NASCAR race Sunday in Texas. Dying, can't wait. I tweeted, but wait, 
Doesn't she know she can only make left turns? <laughs> that's a dad, rate the tweet, Darren. That's, rate it. That's that's a dad joke right there. Uh, yeah, it's 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 swing and a miss. Like swing and a miss. Yeah. Swing and a miss. <laughs> Yeah. My God, I thought that was hysterical. That's pretty. It's a, nah, it's uh, you're missed. It's a swing. Okay, uh, let's see what That's else. Uh, oh, uh, um, uh, <laughs> go back in time with Lauren Boebert. Oh God, uh, Lauren Boebert, of course, who had her boobies fondled and grabbed a guy's joint in a musical called Beetlejuice in Denver, and is now taking a wrath of crap about it. She actually uh, uh, is trying to justify it by saying it. That uh, she'll never date a Democrat again, and blah 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 blah. And uh, so, how does that uh, have I, to I do? Posted, <laughs> I posted her video, and I I said, "You're a cheap putan. Get back to pouring domestic drafts." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. She's, she's like the that? worst. The worst. That woman. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, and finally, there was a video that went viral about this guy. His name's David Johnson, a 48 year old man from Nashville, Tennessee. On Monday. He apparently didn't like the fact that a man of Honduran descent was running a fruit stand in his neighborhood. So he approached a man and completely destroyed his fruit stand. Threw fruit all over the place, got picked up the table and smashed it near the road. And uh, so I tweeted just two words. Jerk off. Rate that tweet. Yeah, he, it's, and it's accurate. Good tweet, accurate, quick to the point. All right, thank you very much. Didn't like my stage steel. I thought it was brilliant. It's the Mike Nussanelli podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Uh, let's move on now to um, three questions from Mikey Miz. And usually Darren gives me the three questions. Um, but today I'm going to go because I had asked people to email me and I was going to hand over the three questions to the, 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 to the public. So uh, today, a guy named Evan Kolonko, who emailed me with his, his three questions for Mikey Miss. So let's go with uh, Evan's three questions. All right, first question is, number one, your options are Deion Sanders, Holly Saunders, <laughs> and Skip Bayless. You have to, A, sit next to one of them on a 10-plus hour flight, play a full round of golf with one of them, Face-off versus one of them in a celebrity chari- charity fencing match. How are you maneuvering? Well, what an interesting question this is. Well, for the 10-hour flight, I'm going to sit next to uh, Deion Sanders. I-, I think that could be a really good conversation. Uh, and I wouldn't know what to say for 10 hours to Holly Saunders, but she, you better believe I'd love to play a full round of golf with her because she can play, and she's not bad to look at as she's playing. I know that's a sexist remark, and I apologize. But, of course, I got into a snit with Holly Saunders last week. So to make it up, I'll play golf with her. Skip Bayless. Fencing match? Yeah, I'd like to stab him in the heart. Well, not literally, but uh, that's an easy call for me. All right. Uh, Number two question for Mikey Miss. uh, Hypothetical scenario. You travel back in time, and you have to do college all over again. You've been offered a full-ride scholarship to any school of your choice. The only catch is you can't choose Penn State and you can't major in journalism or law. Where is 18-year-old Mikey Miss going and what is he majoring in? Oh, another great question. Uh, All right, so there's two answers to this question. If I'm offered a full academic ride to any school of my choice, uh, I'm probably going to Stanford. All right, I know people say, well, go on at Harvard. I know there's something about Palo Alto that would appeal to me on a full academic ride. There's a think tank out there as well. 
Uh, but if I'm offered a baseball scholarship, I'm probably going to Florida State. All right. So there you go. I want to play baseball in the South. And what would I major in? <laughs> if I can't major in journalism or, or law, uh, I would probably major in business administration because I know nothing about business. And in retrospect, I'd like to go back and learn about business. So maybe I could start a business, and, uh, you know, be be uh, somebody like uh, the inventor of Apple, Steve Jobs. Uh, all right. And number three, finally, if current day Mike Missanelli could give 18 year old Mike Missanelli what nugget of advice for the future, what would it be? Hmm. Um. I would say be nicer to people. That's what I would say. Um, uh, I, it's hard for me to be a phony and not express when I'm displeased with something, but I would work more on that and be nicer in general, even though I didn't mean it, and not show my my true honesty. How you feel about those answers, Darren? Uh, I, I think those are good. First of all, I could see you majoring in like landscape architecture and be like a landscape good architecture. Not bad. Those I have a, one of my of best friends that majored that at Penn State and I used to go up uh, all the time and he would show his drawings. And yeah. I have a good friend, buddy who designed my, uh, my, my sure house area with the, he was a landscape architect major lived in my one of my college roommates. Uh, all right. And bonus question is what Natalie vineyard best bold yet smooth. We are producing a Nebbiolo right now, which is fantastic. All right. Our Vinter has really put himself out with this one. This is an award-winning wine. Just produced a Nebbiolo, the red from Natali Vineyards. You go online at natalivineyards.com and order the Nebbiolo. It's $35. It is worth every dollar. It is a boutique wine at its best. The Nebbiolo grape that we're growing is fantastic. So go to Natali, N-A-T-A-L-I, vineyards.com and order online the nebbiolo uh okay uh it is time now to close it down so let's close it down by thanking the people at bet rivers and don't forget about our contest the bet rivers squares contest check it out on the app betrivers.com um or uh, or the bet rivers app excuse me and download that app and you can make all your selections including some great profits the profits that they have on this app are fantastic so check them all out don't forget my friday blog that'll be tomorrow on my website mikemiss.com where i uh opined uh, in a video blog on my website check it out mikemiss.com you can find out all the stuff i've got going on uh you can email me mike at mikemiss.com and that's where uh, evan uh, emailed me uh, for the three questions keep them coming folks twitter mikemiss25 and uh let me thank the people at, at natural lawn darren because yesterday they came to aerate my lawn. Now, a lot of people don't aerate their lawn. It's very necessary. Like uh, you see golf courses, they aerate all the time to keep the grass healthy, to keep the oxygen going through there, which stimulates more growth. They do that for you, too, at Natural Lawn. They did that yesterday, and today they came and fertilized and seeded. So they take care of your lawn in the off season. By springtime, it's going to look beautiful. That's the beauty of Natural Lawn. I'm big on aeration. I'm going to give you a tip for the people out there. Two and one, two years on. Do two years of aeration back to back. Take a year off, then do two years, then you take a year off. That's the best way to do it. There you Look go. At you, Mr. Grass, all of a I'm sudden. I'm Mr. Lawn, cause I'm all over all my right, lawn. Mr. Lawn. Uh, all right. And by the way, the harvest at Natalie Vineyards, which I just mentioned, is right now. So we are picking grapes right now. And next week, I'll be heading to the vineyard, do my own little manual labor with my little snipper. To get the clusters of grapes and get them into the, into the barrel, so we take them back to get processed. It's going to be a fun situation. Yeah, and you know what? 
Uh, a little quick thing on wine. Uh, my grandfather, of course, Italian grandfathers always made their own homemade wine. And so my grandfather on my father's side would make homemade red and he would get his grapes and he had a big oak barrel uh, in his basement. And so the little cousins, when we were like three and four, the little cousins would come over at grape crushing time. Now, he didn't have a press. They were poor people. So what the press was? The feet. That's right. I'm a, a, a grape stomper from way back. They would, they would lift us in the air. They would scrub our feet with a scrub brush with lava soap to make sure they were all clean. And then they'd dump us in the barrel and we would go to stomping the grapes. That's how they stomped the grapes to get the juice to make the wine. How about that? I'm an old grape stomper. I, I've seen that process. I, my, my grandfather made it. Maria's, my wife's grandfather used mm -hmm. to make it. It's a great process. It's fun. There you go. Well I'll done. Say I never did manual labor. <laughs> All right. That'll close it down for today. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening to the podcast. We're having great success with it, and that's because you guys are actually clicking on it, watching it, listening to it. We really appreciate it. Just spread the word of the Mike Masnelli podcast because uh, we're going great guns right now. Uh, everybody have a great weekend. It's going to be a nice weekend. Today I'm playing golf, actually, with Seth Joyner. So we'll see how that goes. And, uh, uh, the, of course, the Eagles game on Monday night, which means we will be doing our podcast post game on Tuesday. So stay tuned for that. Have a great weekend, everybody. This is Mike Masnelli. And uh, to echo the words of the great Steve Fredericks, see ya. Thanks for listening to the Mike Masnelli podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.